Welcome back to the Butter Lovers Podcast, where mothers break down food stigma and build intuition one bite-sized episode at a time. I'm Kate Segal, your host, registered holistic nutritionist, mother, and fellow intuitive eater. I'm so grateful to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. It warms my heart to hear how my rants and meditations impact mothers around the world. If this podcast has helped you find peace in your food choices, please take a quick moment to share with just one other mother who could use a little more food love in her life. Now get comfortable and let's break a few more so-called nutrition rules by finding intuition. Intuitive cooking, ramen edition. This episode was inspired by a post that I saw on Facebook that focused on tips for helping manage depression. And it mentioned making yourself something to eat, even if it is ramen. This really speaks to me because ramen is one of my soul foods. And it's also a food for me that carried a lot of stigma and I avoided for years because I thought it was bad for me. It took a lot to rediscover my love of store-bought ramen. And I'm going to share that story with you today. (laughs) Growing up, I didn't call this soup ramen. I called it Ichiban because that's the brand my mom always bought. There are so many different brands of ramen. I love going to the local TNT market or Fairways. These are grocery stores here focused on Asian cuisine. They have whole aisles dedicated to ramen, but I usually have no idea which other one to choose, so I go with my usual Sapporo Ichiban. I would really love to hear from you what your favorite ramen brand is. I ate a lot of this soup throughout my childhood and adolescence especially in university. It could be breakfast, lunch, and or dinner. Leftover cold Ichiban even made a great snack for me. I prefer the original flavor, but sometimes I've been known to enjoy the shrimp or miso flavors too. This food became stigmatized for me in early adulthood when I learned the noodles were deep fried. Ooh, that was labeled bad for me. And it also has more than a day's sodium intake. Even worse. (laughs) So I figured that this food must be killing me slowly and I shouldn't eat it. And I didn't eat it for years. My sad, ramen-free years. Unfortunately, once I became a nutritionist, I felt that I definitely could not eat a processed, salt-laden, preservative-encrusted, deep-fried food like that. But... Let me tell you, this is food stigma in action. This is food judgment. This kind of thinking disconnected me from my intuition. This was not healthy. There are vast amounts of people in the world that have consumed broth-based noodle soups for centuries. They have thrived and are healthy. I discovered how important ramen was to my personal diet through dark times in my life. Breakups that left me without an appetite, an obsession with yoga that left me drained and really hungry, and times that were supposed to be bright and happy, like early pregnancy, when actually my palate left me not really wanting to eat anything at all, but I was also hungry. It was so confusing. Also, postpartum, after months of breastfeeding, Without any energy, I really craved ramen. These are the times I craved that Ichiban soup from my childhood. And when I gave in to that craving, it deeply 
nourished me. I've learned that my body needs salt. Nutritionists notoriously undersalt. Salt carries this weird stigma where too much is bad, but not enough is bad too. So I think for me, that fear of getting it wrong always led me to undersalt. But salt is so important in our diet. It helps us absorb water, helps us digest food. Our bodies need salt. All bodies need salt. But all of our bodies are unique, so we need different amounts. And there's a way to know how much you need. All you have to do is follow your palate. If you need salt, you will crave the salty flavor. Your taste buds will guide you. Your salt requirements will change throughout the year and through a lifetime. All you need to do is listen to your tongue. Does your food taste seasoned enough? Is it too salty? Not salty enough? Now, I do want to give some credit to taking Ichiban out of my life. I'm not condoning food stigma or judgment here, but I did find some benefits during the time I took ramen out of my diet because I realized how much I loved the noodle soup. I missed eating it so much. And so I explored and discovered homemade bone broth and its tradition in so many cultures around the world. I discovered homemade miso soup. I found Japanese restaurants with hand-pulled noodles and those marinated eggs that I love so much. I realized that I like soup for breakfast. And I learned I really need salt in my diet. Taking ramen out of my diet helped to expand my horizons of understanding food and my love of broth. I don't eat ramen daily. I crave it when I need it, and I eat it without judgment. Because I have witnessed that cravings come and go within the freedom to eat the foods I desire. Okay, enough about me. Let's get you eating some intuitive ramen. Step number one, buy your favorite ramen from the store. Or try it for the first time. (laughs) Step two, cook it. Step three, add additions if you so desire. Follow your palate. Greens, a garnish, green onions, maybe cilantro, sprouts, an egg, garlic, whatever you feel drawn to. Step four, eat it like a meditation. Your body will stop when it's full. If you need the salt, you will drink all the broth. If you don't, you'll feel done with the salty flavor. It also might help you drink more water naturally instead of telling yourself you have to drink a certain amount of water each day. So here is your nutritionist telling you to go eat your ramen and feel that nourishment. Take that, food stigma. If you want some good food TV, turn on Netflix and watch A Nation of Broth. I love this show so much. Koreans really know their broth. I've now even ordered all the Korean soup cookbooks from the library. (laughs) For a deeper understanding of how to salt your food, check out Samin Nasrat's series, Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. Remember to let me know your favorite ramen brand when you discover it. I want to try it. Thank you so much for listening. Now, I would love to hear from you. How is intuitive eating working in your life? What are your specific challenges? 
Has your palate totally changed with pregnancy? Are you taking medication that messes with your appetite? Do you still feel a little lost? The path of intuitive eating is different for everyone, and I certainly don't have all of the answers, but I'm here to help you on your journey. Let me know what works and what doesn't by reaching out to me on my website, katesegal.com.